Hey guys, it's Kiki and I am here to review episode three, season four of Insecure entitled Low Key Thankful. We got a thank, <laughs> a thankful episode. We got a Thanksgiving episode this week and um, stay tuned. All right, so we got a really fun episode this week. I really enjoyed this episode. I'm gonna just start off the bat letting y'all know. I enjoyed the cameos, Robin Thede as drunk Nikki, and we finally get to meet Issa's mom, and she's played by Wendy Raquel Robinson, aka Tasha Mack, aka Regina from the Steve Harvey Show, aka just iconic actress. Like Wendy has been in this game for a long I would say well over 20 30 years and she has this very well-known acting school in LA and she's just the bee's knees and I just really admire her and her versatility and her her just her need to help other young black actresses actors and actresses and young actors and actresses as well I just love her I love her and she is a perfect fit for Issa's mom so when I saw her I was just like oh my god back it's funny how everyone can identify her um through different roles the versatility okay the range we don't talk enough about her but anyway this week we have three different povs we have molly and her family issues we have lawrence and connie and we have Issa in her feelings and um we start the episode off with well i'm not gonna go in chronological chronological <laughs> Y'all, I must be tripping today. I had a migraine all day and it has thrown off everything, but I'm still going to get this episode out to y'all, okay? Um, We're not going to go in (laughs) chronological order. Jesus, what's wrong with me? Um, I'm going to split it up into three parts. Molly and her family. um, Talk about Lawrence. And then we'll meld together with that ending because I have feelings about the way this show ended tonight. All right, so let's get started with Molly. Molly is um, with Issa preparing for Thanksgiving. You know, she's going to have Thanksgiving at home. Um, She and Issa are shopping. Molly is famous for making this seven-layer avocado dip. That sounds nasty to me. Um, And some pie. So I guess it's tradition that Issa comes over every year to eat the pie. (laughs) Issa is getting her corny jokes off this episode, and I'm just like... I'm Molly. Like, bitch, your jokes aren't funny. Like, there's a time and a place. You don't have to be jokey all the time. But then sometimes I'm like, Issa, where I'm like, I make punny jokes. A lot of puns. But anyway, they're in the grocery store. And, um, what is Issa talking about? Somehow, oh, she's putting groceries back. And Molly's like, girl, why are you doing that? And Issa's like, listen, I can't afford this. You know, the block party is two months away. And me and Condola and... There goes the red alarm for Molly. She still feels some type of way about Connie. And um, she just can't resist making a little jab. Like, I don't know how you're still dealing with Connie or why you're still pretending. And um, Molly, I'm sorry, Issa lets her know, like, listen, it's cool. I saw her and Lawrence actually yesterday and we're cool. So Molly's just rolling her eyes and then she just has to go and put her two cents in that nobody asked for. Listen. Glad you little success. Bitch, you were just in a throw with girl yesterday. Well, at least I wasn't fucking for free weed and toiletries. Whoa, okay. What the fuck is up? 
Because that was unnecessary. You were coming for me. And I feel like you've been coming for me. What's going on? I don't know, girl, but the last couple of months, it just feels like we've been off. Yeah, I know. Okay, let me preface this by saying that Molly had asked Issa's advice on inviting Andrew to Thanksgiving with her family. Issa responded, girl, it's only been two months. You know, stop running these niggas off like you always do. (laughs) It was mean, but it was funny. Like, Molly always running somebody off. So Molly kind of took offense to that. And, you know, when Issa mentioned Connie, she just took the bait and had to make a messy ass comment so they kind of acknowledge that they you know they are in a funky little mood with each other and um i agree these passive aggressive jabs like it's getting annoying to watch and me being the sagittarius that i am i would have nipped that shit in the bud two episodes ago like why do you always feel the need to make a comment on both sides you know i just oof I had a friend who was very passive aggressive and would make little comments. And when I called her out on it, it was like World War Three. Case in point, we ain't friends no more, but that's a story for a different time. Um, so they kind of agreed, like, listen, we need to have a sit down conversation because this has been happening too much. Y'all know those conversations never really happen. But um, Molly agrees and they're like, listen, Issa's like, when I'm done with my family shit, I will come and meet you and we'll eat pie and we'll talk about this shit. And they both look like they both think it's not going to happen. Um, but, you know, you, you don't want to say up front, you know, this shit ain't going to happen. Like, I'd rather they had just gone out to coffee or lunch and talked about it then and there. That's the type of person I am. I'm very direct. Nip it in the bud. But I've also kind of taken a backseat and realized that that's not how everyone's style is as far as communication and getting through things. So it's been a test for me to not always have to nip things in the butt and go off the offense but I still make it a point to say how I feel in the moment and let that other person deal with my reaction there's a way to do it I can't really explain it too well because I'm reviewing this episode but if you're like me and you can't stand the tension you know what I mean so um Molly goes to her family's for Thanksgiving she's got the two brothers one with a baby that is probably not his She's six months. I don't really understand that backstory. I don't really care. Um, And then the other one, the fine older brother. Oof, he's fine. His girlfriend is Masika Kalisha (laughs) with her clear heels. I didn't realize it was her until I looked up and heard her voice. I was like, why is Masika on the show? But, you know, shout out to Insecure giving everybody a job. Uh, First Portia and Candy and now Masika Kalisha. No shade. So she and her mom are talking and, you know, moms have their little passive aggressive ways as well as saying stuff like, oh, your booty getting bigger. So you're just trying to say I'm gaining weight. Um, She's asking Molly if she's dating anybody. And she's like, yeah, let me show you a picture of Andrew. So she shows her mom a picture of Andrew and she's shocked. But, you know, she's accepting. She shows her older brother a picture. and He's like, oh, is he crazy and rich in reference to (laughs) crazy rich Asians? Bro, when are they coming out with a part two? Because that was a good ass movie. Um, so her dad comes in and he offers her something to drink. And she's just like, oh, no, you know, I'm off sugar. Side note, you guys, I had totally forgotten. I cannot for, I cannot believe I forgot that two seasons ago at the anniversary party, Molly had found out that her dad had stepped up on her mom. And that is a huge part of her issues um, with men now. And that is what 
if you guys remember two seasons ago, Jump started her and Dro hooking up. They've been mentioning Dro like at least two times this episode. Please don't tell me he's coming back. But um, wow, I can't believe I forgot that. So there's this awkward tension in the air and um, Issa goes through some stuff that I'll talk about later. But she's unable to make, you know, the pie, you know, peace offering sit down with Molly. And Molly is still being passive aggressive in the text messages because at first Issa's like, hey, um, my Thanksgiving plans got kind of sidetracked. I'll let you know what I'm going to end up doing. And she's just like, yeah, sure, girl, whatever. And then when Issa finally does not make it, she's just like, hey, I'm sorry, I can't make it. And she's just like, yep. And I'm just like, Molly, just again, say what you need to say. It's, it's too much passive aggressive going on. But um, Molly's family kind of saddles down to play. What was it? Yahtzee? I can't remember what game it was. I hate playing games on Thanksgiving. My family loves doing that shit. And I'd rather just be sitting back in the cut with sweet potato pie or at least a glass of wine. But she doesn't want to be her dad's partner. And her brother kind of pulls her in the kitchen. He's like, listen, you're making it awkward. You've been awkward with him ever since you found out. And you kind of need to get over it or move past it. Now, at this point, I'm feeling okay. Molly has, she has a right to feel the way she does. She loved her father. She loves her mother. She felt he did her wrong. But like her brother say, you know, it may be hard for you to get over it. But mom had to actually go through it. So... I kind of see where he's coming from, but I'm kind of, you know, team Molly, like she has a right to feel the way she does. And she kind of swallows her pride and rejoins the family. And in that scene, I'm just like, see, black families don't talk about shit. Like I get it's an uncomfortable situation, but I feel like Molly should have had the conversation with her dad or at least verbalize how hurt her feelings were. Um, But, you know, instead she just sits down and, you know, plays the game. And that's the end of that angle with her and her dad. Um, what else was I going to say about that? Damn, I forgot. I was going to say something with Molly and her dad. Maybe I'll remember next time. Y'all, I'm getting old and I got a migraine. So, um, yeah, that whole shit with Molly. We'll see how she deals next week. Let's move on to (laughs) Lawrence and Connie this week. This was a very interesting week for Lawrence and Connie. Um, We start off with Lawrence practicing um, a speech because he wants to make a pitch at his job. Very reminiscent of like season one, how, you know, he would always be up for some promotion or whatever. And Issa would still have to be the supportive girlfriend, you know, after he got a job and he wasn't a depressed bum. So he goes back to bed. He and Connie are laying in bed. And a lot of y'all were like, why doesn't Connie have on a... um a bonnet. Listen, when you first start dating somebody, you don't you don't bring that out. Like you'd like to think that that person is cute. And also, Connie, that alarm, that blaring alarm, sis. Mm-mm. She's a full blown psychopath. But I still like her though. She's so beautiful. She mentions that um she's doing a friendsgiving. Actually, Lawrence brings it up. He's like, yeah, I know you don't go out of town and you don't have family here. So do you want to do something? And she's like, oh, I already got something planned with my friends. And Lawrence, in his Lawrence ways, invites himself. Oof, I was cringing when he did that because I was like, oh, God, this is going to be hella awkward. So um, he goes to his job to give his pitch and the pitch has been canceled. We find out that his job is downsizing. So now his job is kind of in jeopardy. He's talking with Chad about it and he just feels like he'll be safe because he's black. He's one of the best employees. And I'm just like, Lawrence, bro, that's never a safety net. Don't you can't always bet on black. 
we should be able to, but it's a no. So Lawrence then, what does he do? He runs into Issa while he and Connie are out and him and Issa are doing their little thing. You know, they have their own little language and they're making jokes. And for a split second, I'm like, oh, they kind of cute. But then I got to put my armor on for Lawrence Hive because Lawrence Hive annoys the fuck out of me. So I'm just like, nope. And um, it's awkward as fuck. Issa gets her food to go because she doesn't want to be awkward with Connie. Um, he shows up at the Friendsgiving. Shout out to Robin Thede. She plays one of Connie's friends, drunk Nikki. Um, fixes her a sink. His, her friends are making fun of his <laughs> his little t-shirt that looked like some Garvin Gartrell shit that Denise made for Theo. <laughs> but um, they're all getting along. He's getting to know her friends. Um, a lot of them work at tech companies and they're asking him, oh, what about your company? We just heard something going down with them. And he's like, oh, you know... I don't really know what's going on, but it just happened. So Connie, one point for you, girl, because you had your man's back in front of all your friends. I like that. She's always encouraging to him. She was encouraging him that morning when he was practicing his speech and she's encouraging him now. So I like Lawrence and Connie. Um, Later on throughout the night, they're trading jokes still at Connie's for Friendsgiving and drunk Nikki played by Robin Thede. You know, she needs to sober down. So Lawrence takes her to the kitchen and she's just, you know, telling him all her business and I'm just like oof that one friend that luckily I don't think I have a friend who would do that I don't think so if I do we're gonna have to square up but she tells um Lawrence like oh I'm so glad you know that Connie found you you know the divorce was rough on her I'm just glad that she's able to get back in the swing of things and get out there and be casual and you know have fun so of course Lawrence being hella insecure um takes that to heart and earlier in the episode Lawrence had been feeling a little bit insecure because you know when he found out about his job and he was talking to Chad he was just like why can't things in my life go right it was not the relationship it's my job like I just want to be okay and I'm like Lawrence and even Chad says this like you were a complete depressed bum a couple years ago like you have grown leaps eons from the shell of the person you used to be but then again I can relate with Lawrence you know you always feel like you're always going to find that one thing to complain about in your life or to chip away at or to obsess over. And that can be good or bad, but at least you can note the progress or the growth that you've made. And I wish Lawrence would do that because, you know, season one, Lawrence used to be on the couch, depressed all day, wasn't even a present or active boyfriend. He didn't do that shit until it was too late. And in my opinion, that's why Issa cheated. Well, that's one of the many reasons, but Lawrence, baby, just love yourself. So, um, after drunk Nikki tells (laughs) Lawrence that, you know, his little feelings get hurt and he and Connie are doing dishes and cleaning up and he's like, you know, Nikki told me that, you know, I'm just a rebound. So like, really, what are we doing? Like, are you still hung up on your ex? And I'm like, damn, Lawrence, Connie is divorced. She said earlier in a conversation, you know, because her friends are getting married that she doesn't want to get married. That was a red flag for Lawrence. And I'm just like... Of course, if she's divorced in a way, of course she's hung up on her ex. I think there's a way to be conscious of your past and not want to make the same mistakes. But that doesn't mean that her mind is going to be changed. And I wish Lawrence would have gave her that shadow of the doubt. Like, okay, maybe that's how she feels now, but maybe I can change her mind. Or maybe I can show her the way. But another side of me is like, well, it's better to be upfront about this shit. So she is, Connie's like, wait a minute. I know you're not asking me about being hung up on my ex. 
It's not like that between us. Like, I broke up with her. Because she cheated. I still love. But if she hadn't? She hadn't what? Cheated? Okay, she did. But if she hadn't, would you still be together? Score one for Connie for asking the important motherfucking questions. (laughs) I hate going back to this whole Issa Lawrence thing, but honestly, if Issa had never cheated with Daniel fine ass demon dick daniel and if lawrence was still in the upswing of getting that new job would he have left what do you guys think do you think he would have left i don't think so i think he would have made it work he was very in love with Issa at the time even a little bit after she cheated he was still you know contemplating get back together with her if anything i think Issa would have left because she was already one foot out of the door you know getting that interest back in daniel and her friends were telling her that Lawrence wasn't treating her right. Um, I think Molly knew Molly knew that she wasn't happy, but she was encouraging, if my memory is correct, for Issa to stay and stick it out. I don't know. I feel like Molly back then was on the fence about Lawrence, but she likes Lawrence. <sighs> so um, let's get into Issa and then we'll get back to Lawrence and Connie. Um... Like I said earlier in the episode, Issa and Molly have that awkward exchange in the supermarket. She and Amal are um, going to have Thanksgiving with her parents. Well, no, her mom and I think her mom's boyfriend, Stan, and he has twins, kids or whatever. So her and Amal arrive and something happens to the stepdad. I don't fucking remember. He's getting taken out on a stretcher and Wendy Raquel Robinson is going with him. I thought that shit was funny. So her and Amal go to this Mexican restaurant and... um. I really like the scene because we we don't get to see a lot of Amal and Issa, just their short interactions. And I love this scene. I love the brother and sister getting together, having fun, having drinks, having margaritas and having deep, deep conversation. And um, when Issa is getting Molly's passive aggressive responses to her not being able to make it on time for pie, she decides to open up to Amal. Now, before I get into what she says to Amal, we learn that, you know, Amal was closeted for a while in that um, <laughs> they tried to pray the gay away with him, <laughs> which I'm like, look at Amal, that's not going to work. But she kind of reveals to him, you know, that she saw Issa and Connie together. And even when she told Molly that she was like, oh, girl, it was fine. I was fine. I'm OK. I like that Molly asked if she was OK, you know, in the supermarket. But then. I think Amal says something about, listen, I'll find love when I find it. I'm not about to change for nobody. Amal, I, I, you know, this nigga just gonna have to get me the way I am. And Amal, when I tell you I am at that point in my life, like, listen, change and growth is great. But if I have to change one more time for a motherfucker and it don't end, end up working, me and God gonna have to fight. All right. We slap boxing on sight. So when he says that, I feel like Issa takes that in reference to Molly like she's tired of changing for Molly but then you know after she lets him know that she saw Lawrence and Connie together he's like were you okay how was that and then she kind of opens up to him about it finally you ain't been broken up that long but the person he is now is not the person he was with me what do you mean like they were out to lunch and I'm pretty sure he was gonna pay I never got that that's true niggas don't be paying <laughs> yes 
don't know. I got the nigga with potential. You know, I got the work in progress. And it took a lot of support and patience. And I just, I feel like she's reaping all the benefits of his time with me. Let me shut up, because I know I don't have a right to feel like that. Nah, you have a right to feel however you want to feel. Seriously. Ooh, can we run that shit the fuck back? <laughs> Issa was speaking a word there, and I don't care if you're a man or a woman. You can relate to what the fuck she just said. Men, black, I mean, black women especially, you spend all this time investing in someone in a relationship, and then... Someone else just gets to, you know, go off with them and reap the rewards of your added potential that you put into that person. Twitter was on one with that quote. I mean, I felt that I I did. the. I had to grab my chest like, whoo, Issa. But I mean, she finally said it. I'm glad she finally said it because Issa has been trying to be laid back and be cool to save a great potential friendship with Connie. But at the end of the day, honey, you still with my man and I pursued him before you and tried to build him up. And here he is with a new job, um, you know, a, a decent living experience, a nice apartment. He looks better. The nigga actually washes his ass now. He moisturized his hair be on fleek and you get to reap the benefits. You get to reap all the rewards. Baby, Issa, I don't give Issa a lot, the character. But Issa, I, I I felt you on that, sis. I totally felt you on that. And whew, just think about a lot of celebrity um, women who have gone through that as well. I always think about the athletes who, you know, even Steve Harvey or, you know, the Dwayne Wades or the Kevin Hart's, how you have these wives or these ex-wives who are portrayed as bitter, but they were down for the struggle. And then once they get, you know, a little bit of success, you know, start cashing the white people's checks they leave the ex-wife, they got the, you know, they got a new wife, you know, instant family. And that person, that woman gets to reap all the rewards and all the benefits. Bitch. There could be an expose on that. But um, I acknowledge the fact that Issa was honest about how she felt. I'm glad it, she said, you know, there were a lot of things that needed to be said and they were all said this episode. Like, I just, I just really enjoyed this episode so um and I enjoyed them all letting Molly have that moment because I don't feel like Molly would have let Issa have that moment I don't think any of Issa's friends would have let her have that moment so um towards the end of the night like I said Issa and Molly don't get to have the conversation she texts her hey is it cool if we talk another time and Molly goes yep that's fine and it's just like all right So towards the end of the night, let's circle back to Lawrence. We don't get to see the answer to his question of if he would have broken up with Issa um, if she didn't cheat. We can only assume that the end of that conversation didn't go well or that there was some kind of break made. Because I don't think you can have a conversation with that and not show us what happened if something monumental hadn't happened. So at the end of the night, Lawrence is on Snapchat on Thanksgiving, which I hate being on social media on Thanksgiving because it's like... A low-key competition to see who can outdo each other or who can be the most lovey-dovey couple or who can put up the worst Thanksgiving plate. Um, I just, I, I make it a point not to be on Instagram on 
Thanksgiving just because I don't feel like seeing that shit. Um, <laughs> I post my one little boomerang and then that's it. I'd be out. Um, he's watching everybody's stories. Chad is out with his boo and she don't want to show her face. Did Chad say that he was unemployed as well? I think he said that and that he got the Land Rover to keep up appearances. Um, Derek and Tiffany, I don't, what was, their Snapchats were weird because what was he saying about dick? Like eat the dick or something? I don't know. I don't know what the fuck they were doing. They were just being so fucking weird. But, you know, Molly watches their Snapchats and she's like, oh, you can tell she thinks that shit is cute. And she's like, oh, goals, I want that. Okay, girl, yeah, whatever. Um, and then Lauren sees Issa's Snapchat. Why are you still following your ex on Snapchat? That would be a problem. He sees her. Oh, he saw Kelly's too. Kelly and Trina linked up. And I'm just like, Lord, Kelly, Trina and drunk Nikki, they need to all link up. And it would be a fucking wang dang doodle of a time. I would pay to watch that short. They need to make like a little um, HBO like go short on Kelly's antics. And I would watch that shit. But he ends up watching Issa's Snapchat story of her in a mall at the Mexican restaurant. And he's just smile, girl. He's just sniggling and giggling and smiling to himself. And, you know, he just slides up and sends her an emoji. And I'm just like, oh, God, like, Lawrence, no, 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 no. Like, don't be sending no messages. Like, as soon as I saw him slide up, I was like, Ah, here we go. And he sends her um, the crying, laughing emoji. And I'm like, oh, here we go. Slid in the DMs. And then what do we see, guys? We see Issa. (laughs) We see Issa in the motherfucking three dots instantly as he reacts to the Snapchat. And she's typing something. And we don't get to see what she's typing, but it ends with him smiling at his phone and Maya's case of the X-Plane. And I'm just like, oh, here we go. Like, I was just like, oh, shit, here we go again. You know, Lawrence Hive is about to rise. Issa Hive is about to rise. I felt like I was putting on my armor <laughs> to go back into war. I was grabbing my sword. I was grabbing my breastplate. I was grabbing my helmet. And I was like, oh, Lord, here we go. So that was the end of the episode. Brilliant use of music at the end. I was just like, oh, God, not case of the X, not case of the X. And the Twitter reaction was universal all around, like, ah, shit. (laughs) So that was the end of the episode. What did you guys think? Do you think Lawrence broke up with Connie and that's why he was so eager to send that DM? Um, y'all, the headaches that are about to ensue. Overall, I really like this episode. This has probably been my favorite episode so far out of the three weeks that we've gotten because A, it was a lot more messier. That's why we like it. And B, because Molly and Issa finally acknowledged that there's a rift between their friendship. Um, I feel like the past two episodes have been slower paced, but I do um, find enjoyment in them. I've enjoyed them, but this one just hit a little different. You know, it's the holidays you're in a relationship are you single you know emotions are at an all-time high and then that ending was just the motherfucking cherry on the cake so i give this episode a five out of five a 10 out of 10 um it was perfect and this is what i love insecure for doing it drives conversation 
whether we're screaming about Lawrence fucking a a bank teller or if it's three years later and we're still arguing about Issa cheating with Daniel, it drives conversation and we're able to take it to a fun place. Um, And that's what I love about this show, the dialogue it creates. And we just get to see black people being normal and still making mistakes and it being funny. It's not always that deep, but I love the dialogue that surrounds this show and the dialogue you know from the public and the dialogue in the show the way people talk I love that and it's just smart fucking writing and if anything Issa Rae knows how to write a fucking cliffhanger because I just wanted to see what Issa was gonna say I was like oh no 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 what's she gonna say and then it just goes to black as Lawrence is smiling and with the song playing in the background and I'm just like oh no I want to know what happens next like where's Connie you know what did Molly end up doing did she have the convo with her dad like (sighs) cheers to Issa Rae this was a good episode and I also feel like for people who felt that this season has been slow or that they have not enjoyed the first two episodes I feel like this is the episode you need to watch to get back on track this is also an episode that I'm probably going to watch twice or whenever there's a next season and I go back and binge watch like I usually do, I will go back and make it a point to watch this episode. Like I was just smiling the whole way through. Like I was just so happy and so excited for the story that was coming through. So that's all I have. I thought the episode was perfect. Five out of five, 10 out of 10 stars. Can't wait (laughs) to see what happens next between Lawrence and Issa because I feel like they've both grown. It isn't just Lawrence. Issa has grown too, but I still, I'm a little weary of them getting back together. Is it possible to root for them and still not want them to be together? Like, I want them to succeed in other relationships outside of just the two of them. Um, And I'm interested to see what's going to happen with Molly. Like, a lot of people have been pacifying her or making her mute her feelings, not just hashtag mute her monkey. And I'm ready to to see if she's finally just going to let loose or just be like, you know what, fuck everybody and just go off the grid and keep to herself. But that's all I have to say, you guys. Such a fun episode to review, um, even with a migraine. Um, you guys can find me at K-D-A-S-D-I. No, it's K-D-A-S-H-D-I-O-R on Instagram and the Twitter. The On The Rocks Instagram profile is at O-T-R-P-O-D. Ashley can be found at Ash Tay Lamp with a P, Marie, on Twitter and the Instagram. And I will see you guys for the next episode. All right. Have a good night or a pleasant day or a great tomorrow. Whatever. Bye.